everybody. My name is Mark Kondrat, and this is the Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. On the podcast, I connect with brewers, distillers, chefs, entrepreneurs, and more. These are people who inspire me and make our community better. I hope you enjoy the conversations. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this special edition of the Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. In this series, I'm joined by my friend Cam Dobransky, owner of Medium Rare Chef Apparel. As you know, the hospitality industry has been devastated by the current pandemic. In this series, we discuss how the lockdowns and isolation has negatively affected people's mental health and what we can do to help ourselves and others. Our hope is that this podcast series creates more conversation around mental health and encourages people to ask for help when needed. Again, thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am sitting here with Cam Dobransky. He was my co-host for the last two episodes where we talked to Dr. Pratap Chaka and Nina Wallander. How's it going, Cam? Good. Yeah. Good. I had a good couple of chats with these people and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've talked a lot about mental health and it's a topic that I know I've talked to a lot of my guests about and it's something that, that you're very open to. Why is mental health a topic that that you want to discuss and that you think should be talked about openly? Being a boss and in this industry of hospitality, I've you know seen a lot of people within my whether it's in, within my business or in other people's business that are dealing with a lot of issues. Just trying to really understand it a little bit more. We've you know talking with Nina, she lost her. Her son, Skylar, who was one of my employees. And so that really hit home to me. And just, you know, we've talked a lot about the word of like having empathy and just, I'm just trying to understand people's problems rather than just being the boss and brushing it under the carpet like a lot of people might or I have in the past. I fully take responsibility for that. And so it's just trying to open my mind and trying to understand people's needs, really. Yeah. So I think. Any human deals with mental health issues, so every industry does. But how does it affect the hospitality industry, so the restaurant industry specifically? Do you feel that it affects you guys maybe differently than a lot of other industries? Yes and no. The problem with our industry is it's a late night. We're the opposite of everybody else. No holidays generally or we're working holidays or very reduced time off or high stress always, you know, especially in a higher level restaurant where you're always trying to like plan and prepare. So there's always lots going on and it's just a matter of trying to figure out how to navigate things a little bit better and whatnot. So yeah. That's how it is all the time for you guys. Like you're trying to predict, you know, how many people are you going to have in tomorrow? How many shutdowns are we going to have? Well, due to COVID well that's just in, it, in right? Because you have, you're already dealing with staff. You're already dealing with, you know, ordering the right amount of product and stuff like that. And then you put the uncertainty of COVID on top of that. So, how does it affect, so not just your staff, but how does it affect you as the person that is trying to balance all that? How has it affected you in the last say, year and a half? I would have to say just, it, it's gone in stages. It depends on the shutdown and how, it, how it's gone. The longer it, it's been going on and the more times I have to lay people off, it gets worse because you're always dreading that phone call and between me and my wife, we're like, are you going to call or am I going to call? Or, and it just sucks because people don't have that 
stability and it's nothing worse than just giving people the word that they can't work or they can't, they have to stay home. And I had a little bit of different uh, perspective because I had to keep myself busy. I had to keep the business running. I was nonstop for the last 18 months and I'm mentally and physically exhausted at the end of it. But a lot, a lot of these people didn't have those options. They had to just stay home. There was no, no other outlet, which I would have difficulty with that. Yeah. So yeah, staying busy is like, if I wasn't busy on a daily basis, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. So for you personally, because we've talked about it a lot, mental health and physical health, what's the connection there for you? And how do you deal with both of those aspects? I've always been a physically active person, but I wouldn't say I was always a healthy person in that state always. What it was I'd go through phases of like trying to go to the gym and doing all that stuff. But, you know, there came a point where I was becoming a little overweight. I was drinking lots. You know, it's easy when you're surrounded by booze and you own a cocktail bar and a wine bar and a place where there's unlimited beers and people always giving you tasters and samples. You know how it is, but it's just, you take advantage of it and it just kind of gets, to me, it just kind of got old. And I was just like, do I want to wake up hungover or you know, realizing that that extra beer just drags you down an extra hour. Like I felt like highly unproductive. I just, I'm, I operate at a very high level, but when you add all those factors in, it just, I just realized I don't need them anymore. And then you add COVID in there. I was kind of doing the same. And after work, I'd drink three or four beers and just try to forget about what's coming down the pipeline. But then I was like, you know, why don't I just eliminate that and focus on me, the business, and just eliminate all like the little stresses or just see what it would feel like to have a clear mind, yeah. really. So, I ended up pretty much, there were some other factors of why I stopped drinking, but I essentially stopped drinking for the last seven, eight months and just started focusing on hardcore mind over matter, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, we talked a lot about stigma the reason a lot of people don't talk about their mental health issues or it just doesn't come up as a conversation is there is a stigma in, in our society. So when you look at what you can do for your businesses that you're running, how do you address it and how can you kind of help eliminate the concept of stigma, at least with your own work family, I'll call them? Yeah. Well, it goes back to the whole empathy and just understanding what people are going through. And it's maybe a case to case basis, but really for people listening to this, like take some notes, like ask yourself, are you a good boss? Are you a good colleague? What are some signs or what are some things that you could do even like from what Nina said is like be kind. Just those little, little things help and I'm, I want to be more kind to my staff. I want to be a better listener to the staff. I want to maybe understand their struggles and sometimes I, I'll never understand it because I, I don't know exactly what they're going through. But just taking a step back and rather than get upset or pissed off that somebody needs a day off, it's like, okay, they need a day off. There's a reason for it. And I know they're not taking advantage of it. Let's talk to them, see what the what what's behind it and how could I help them. We're a small family in our restaurant and so I'm trying to treat them like my family and I have to be the boss sometimes and I have to be the bad guy and sometimes I have to be the good guy, depend on the situation. But it's just and it's a lot of these things that we've talked about through this this series of the podcast is just 
very obvious things, but just taking the time to understand it and just take a step back and breathe and help some people along their journey a yeah. little bit, whether it's to have a day off or to help them get some help or look for signs of unhappiness. So we talked about empathy. As we were talking about it, it occurred to me, well, I'll get into it in a second, but first of all, with empathy, how can we incorporate empathy into our lives as bosses even? Because like we said, when we we're talking to Nina, we didn't grow up learning how to be empathetic. Em- empathy wasn't exactly a quality that men were trained to have. It's not to say that we shouldn't have it. So we have to kind of step back and and kind of be conscious of it and learn how to be empathetic. So for you, because I've heard you talk about it quite often, how did you become or how did you become self-aware enough to know that you, A, weren't empathetic and B, should probably learn how to be empathetic? Why did that even become a topic for you? Really, it came down to my wife. Just she had some ups and downs too, or us as a couple, and she just really made me realize that, hey, sometimes you're not empathetic to me. And I kind of tried to put that forward with her being a good husband and trying to understand what she needs for me. But I was like, what? And she actually kind of, I think she brought it up. She's like, you need to do that more with your employees too. Like, don't treat me like an employee. I'm your wife, but treat your employees with some empathy. If somebody seems like they have anxiety or they're having issues, like goes back to what I said, just listen and try to understand, not I want to get away from the being the asshole, you know, being like, oh, you have to work harder. Why are you outside just taking time off? It just, to me, it's like, I get it now. I understand it. And I want between us, me and you to send the message out to other people in this industry that it's okay. And to take down the stigma, it's all right for me to cry. It's all right for men specifically to let them out. Cause I think that's an issue, an ongoing issue that I'm seeing. And to female too, like, I'm not just trying to point guys out, but I think it's harder for guys to cry than to let their emotions out. I need to learn that myself too. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that occurred to me as we were talking about empathy is that it is a two-way street. And so if somebody's listening to this and they work at a restaurant, just listening to you talk about some of your experiences, it made me realize people need to empathize with everybody, meaning the people that work for you hopefully they're conscious and they're aware that like, you know, you too are going to have shitty days. You also need mental health, you know, breaks and stuff like that. And so the idea that we all have to be empathetic to everybody. And so whether you're having a good day or a bad day, try to have that awareness that, you know, other people are going through struggles of their own. I think we're getting that culture in our businesses because now it's nice to hear my my team say, hey, Cam, how are you today? How are yeah. you feeling? Which two years, three years ago, that would have been, you know, more of a joke. Yeah. Because everybody thinks I'm indestructible and I work 24-7, which I do. But it's like, sometimes I don't love it. I some I have bad days. I don't. Yeah. I have my ups and downs, but I have to put on that brave face. And that's my weakness that I always have to put on this brave face. And once again, for the listeners out there, you don't have to put that brave yeah. face on. There's, there's, I need a shoulder to cry on. I need to, to vent a little bit. And I'm actually, I feel... I can vent a little bit to my employees right now and yeah. I want them to feel that too. But in the end, we're all in it together. And when I say my employees, I should say my team because I really feel I'm no better than them and vice versa. So it's nice to kind of have a level playing field when it comes to, to mental health. Do you think that 
as you kind of let your guard down and you kind of showed a little bit of empathy, do you think that it made them easier to talk to you about how you're doing? Like, did, did you see it kind of happening at the same time? Yeah, a little bit. Like, I guess at first it's hard to talk to me because I'm not the most approachable person sometimes. <laughs> but you have what, like a, a Robert De Niro esque look to you. <laughs> yeah. But I get that and I, people, I want to try to break down that intimidation. And I think people had that didn't feel comfortable talking to me. So that's where I need to work on and just take down my barrier a little bit to open up the dialogue. And because of that, they feel free to ask me the, the questions that I ask them on a daily basis. Because I need, it's nice to have that check-in and I recommend it for any workplace out there and whatnot. Absolutely. So, my friend Terry Andreo, he does that. Uh, he'll just check in. I remember him, he, he sent an email at once to a bunch of guys and it was, you know, check in with people. Even the the people in your life that you think are kind of quote unquote strong. You know what I mean? And sometimes those are the people that we forget to check in on, right? So I think that's an important message. Talking with Dr. Pratap Chaka, so from the Chaka Center in Edmonton, awesome guest. So first of all, thanks for having him on. Were there certain things that he talked about that stood out to you? One of the things that stuck out when he's like, where could you call or like, what's, where are the resources you have? Well, he's like, you go to the crisis center, you could do this thing, but it's like, you could call 911. And I was just like, as we were talking before, I was like, I thought, you know, if you get hit by a car, you call 911 or if you, you know, a house is burning, 911. Yeah. But it's a great resource if you're not feeling great, you're, whether you're having thoughts or anything, that that's, that's a great resource too. And I just never, never thought of it as an emergency. And like, it is, it's, it's pretty serious shit. What was your takeaway from that conversation? So mine was, he kind of had a three-step approach, which was one vulnerability, which is to say, I think, let people be vulnerable. And then if people are being vulnerable to kind of like, that should be kind of in a trust, in a safe space. Confidential, yeah. Confidential. They want to know that what they're telling you is is being said in confidence. But the third one, and this was the important one to me, was, you know, finding out for them where they want to go from there. Because ultimately when you're having challenges, they're your problems to solve. And so like as a confidant, I can be there to listen to you, but I can't actually solve your problem. So that to me was the important step is like make sure that they understand that they do need to get help. He gave us some numbers and stuff like that. But like you said, like the idea that at the end of the day, if you need help immediately, that you can call 911. And like that's because in certain situations, that's obviously going to save lives. And then we chatted with Nina Wallander. So Skylar, her son, worked with your team at Wine Bar Kensington. When he passed away as a result of suicide, how did that affect your work family? Yeah, it was super tragic and just I never wish this on anybody or to, to just have this experience, but it is what it is and we're dealing with it. And it just really never goes away. I don't think it's always on your mind because Skyler was such a amazing guy and a big part of the team. But really, it was just just look out for the people. It's kind of what you said about sending out that email just to random people just saying, hey, how are you? Because Skyler was a guy that was happy-go-lucky, good-looking, just great guy. And I, he was the last person I thought that needed help. I knew of other people that do or just needed to talk or anything, but you know, it's just, I don't want to miss that opportunity again. And 
everybody probably at some point needs to chat. Even I do. And that's what I'm trying to learn from this whole experience too. And it just really gave a lot of openness to what's going on. And if there's any positive that came out of it, like it's just, I want to try to to prevent this and help my team. And if somebody needs to reach out, reach out anytime. I want to be vulnerable for that. So it goes for everybody. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, as a boss, it can be challenging. If somebody doesn't show up for work, your brain's telling you, oh, you know, do that. Like, oh, he didn't show up for work. Okay. Fired. Right. And now, like you were saying before, like, okay, step back. Like, why didn't he show up for work? Or, you know, he's only been working for two hours and he's already taking a break. Okay. Why is it? And so, you know, stepping back and kind of asking the why. So are you doing that more intentionally now these days? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it's it's just the empathy that's coming in and just trying to be there. And obviously, some people might, you know, in the future take advantage of that or vice versa. But if somebody generally asks for help, they want to be helped, then I'm all in hundred and ten percent. It's tough to help people that don't want help. You know, I have experiences with that, and whether it's in my family or or things like that. So sometimes it's a slippery slope. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, you're also, you are running a business and there are things that need to get accomplished. So balancing those two things can be challenging. So our conversation with Nina, what was, was there anything that stood out as a takeaway for you? Yeah. Her analogy with, uh, with a broken leg, I found really powerful because like a broken leg, you could fix it. Is it, is it broken? Yes or no. With the mental health, it's an ongoing thing, I think. And it's just, it can't be fixed and it, it can reoccur. Sometimes maybe it doesn't come back as often, but that's where I realized that these issues with me or with my wife or our work, it's just, it's an ongoing thing and you can't, you don't have an answer for it all the yeah. time, but you could work with it. No, absolutely. And that's exactly it. It's, you know, the like not only are you dynamic as a human, but the world is dynamic. And so you have these two forces kind of coming together and so you're always going to have, you know, these challenges because how you interact with the world is just creating mental stresses that have to be addressed on a daily basis. And I think I think it's important to just knowing that it's important to check in with yourself on a daily basis, mentally and physically. And I feel that the two are combined. What she left us with was be kind. And uh, I think that, you know, goes back to empathy and everything is the assumptions that you make of others are often, are almost probably always wrong if you're making negative assumptions. So just be kind and show that empathy. So thanks for letting me be a part of the series. I think it was awesome. Any takeaway, anything you want to kind of leave people with? Really just to look out for each other, really. And as an industry or whether it's in a different industry, just maybe change a little bit of the way you, you think about things and how you maybe operate your, your business. But it's really just, if anything I've taken away from this, it's just check in. It's, that's the biggest thing. You never know how things could affect you and you really don't want to go through anything serious. You know, Hopefully there's things that you could work through and try to work through, but in the end, just look out for each other. And people need to know that people are there to help them, right? So many times... We talk about how people, they start listening to the narrative in their head and, and they don't think that people are there or that people care. I just don't think that could be further from, from the truth. So hopefully, and you said it a few times over the series, hopefully the conversations that we had, if they help one person, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time, Cam. Appreciate it. Bye. 
Hey, everyone. I just wanted to thank you for listening to the Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. If you enjoy the conversations, please rate us where you download your podcasts and share with your friends. For more information on the projects our team is working on, please visit letsmeetforabeer.com. Be sure to join us next week for a new conversation and have an awesome day. Thank you.